ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on Wisconsin On Demand is brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management, helping you achieve your financial goals with confidence. Canopy Wealth Management. Care. Competence. Clarity. It's not just a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. David Gilroy from the three. 3rd and 12 to me again. Got it? Everybody got it? No 3rd and 12 talk. All right? That's it. We're done. No, no. Stop raising your hand. Stop raising but, your hand. Hey, I just, which is worse? 3rd and 12 or 4th and 26? <laughs> no comment. It's ESPN Thanks. Wisconsin College Game Day. I'm Alex Strofe alongside Molly Brown and Adam Ertz. Hunter Vaughn running the show for us. Funniest guy in America, according to uh, who? Your wife probably doesn't think you're very funny. No, she hates my sense of humor. Uh, that's, that's usually At least you're honest. That's Most honest man in America? No, well, that ain't the truth either. We know wow. he runs that Graham Ertz's good Twitter account. Um, all right, so Badgers lose. Third and 12. Oh, my God. Ah, Mercy, welcome back. What a game to come back to, huh? No, no, not at all, not at all. All right, so Molly brought something up in the break that I want to get to, and that is last week's game, right? You win forty-two to seven over Northwestern. You're feeling really good. Um, you know, you think, okay, maybe this this program's headed in a good direction. Maybe the removal of Paul Christ is a good thing. Does this game change your feelings on that game, Molly? Like, do, do, does your perception of that opening win in the Jim Leonard era? Does this game after change your perspective on that game well, at all? So I I don't think that I was a person that said, oh my gosh, Wisconsin is so good following that win. Because to me, it was still just like, okay, you beat Northwestern. Granted, a win is a win. Like we say with the Green Bay Packers, a win is a win. You're happy if your team wins. And I was happy. I was happy with the amount of points that they put up. I was happy with how they had confidence, how they spread the ball around, how they got these young receivers involved in the game. But then it's like in order to be happy about that game and to think that it matters in this one, you had to the team had to carry over some of the things that I think that they learned from last week and it didn't look like they did. They looked like a completely opposite team. They looked like how they have looked this entire season in my opinion, maybe a little better, but like they're not like, I think I put too much stock, not necessarily in last week, but maybe in the whole Paul Chris, Jim Leonard crossover, like that kind of thing. I think I might have put too much into that at this point because I think I personally maybe thought that, hey, this is going to be a completely different team because they have a new head coach that's bringing new energy, and I could be wrong. I think the energy part isn't wrong, right? Like, we saw Jim Leonard, I think, more... Uh, what's the right word? Electric? No, probably not. But yeah, more, no, but he was. Engaged. He was fired up, for he was sure. fired up. There was energy. There was passion. Passionate, probably the word, actually. Like, you can tell how much he gives a damn. And that's, I mean, you cannot take that away from me. And I don't know that we ever, it's not that Paul Chris didn't give a damn. 
It's just you never saw that emotion boil over like it did on Jim Leonard, especially late in this game. And it's just refreshing, and I think in a good way, right? Like, Mertz, I, I, you have more experience watching a lot of these guys than, than either Molly or I do because you've been covering this team for forever, right? A very long time. Yeah. And I just think the passion and the energy we see out of Jim Leonard can only be a good thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because that's who he is. Right. You know, and I, don't, I think it would have been inauthentic for Paul Chris to yes. be energetic. That's, that's just not, that's that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I guess I quibble less about that, about sideline demeanor from Great a coach. Word. Unless quibble, <laughs> well, buzzword, buzzword, quibble. <laughs> but but it is, but you know, and there's a lot of talk about it. coaches are, or a team is a reflection of their coach, and you know, I get that to a certain extent. But all the same assistant coaches are there; those are the people that they're dealing with on a daily basis. Um, I'm I'm not as worried about that as I am. You're talking about, you know, like did we expect to see something different? I think that probably inside of all of us, we were thinking that Badger football could still be something special. And I think when you see a game like this, you know, Northwestern sparks that again. Yep. Spar- you know, mm-hmm. renews that feeling like, juice was hey, th- this program really isn't in maybe as vulnerable a position as we thought it might be. They're, the pieces are there. They just weren't pulling it together. And you know, getting Jim in there will change some of that dynamic and perhaps like inspire them to you know, stack a bunch of wins, maybe win the West again. And And I feel like, all this did was, you know, take that sheen off and show me this team is what it is this year, mm-hmm. and it's not going to change overnight just with the change of a head coach. They've got a lot of vulnerabilities. They've got a lot of work to do on this roster. Yeah. Um. And, you know, it. I, I'm not as disappointed, I guess, as maybe some people are out there thinking like this was going to be a huge turnaround. Uh, so- are you referring to me when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Does this game, the loss of this game, does that kind of change and take away the hopes and dreams of the rest of the season? Uh, Very good question. Let's get to that in a second. First, uh, jump around as a tradition for your Wisconsin Badgers. At Canopy Wealth Management, they also carry a longstanding tradition of working in the best interest of their clients every single day. They're rooted in the community, which is why they partnered with Gilda's Club, the Madison Capitals, Kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. They are a fiduciary, which means they strive to work in the best interest of their clients, providing you with the tools and resources you need to achieve your goals. Go to canopy-wealth.com. To get started with Canopy Wealth Management today, that's canopy-wealth.com. Whoa. All right, I'm okay. Let's play a game. Um, Tamale's question. Let's play one called Gross and Gimme. Okay? I'm coming up with this off the top, so bear with me. Gross and Gimme. The Badgers have five games left. They need to go three and two to be bowl eligible. So I want you to give me the game. I'll run through the schedule here in a second. But I want you to give me the game that you would call you gross. Don't think they have a chance. And I want you to give me a gimme. What game you think they absolutely win, despite what happens the rest of the year. Mertz is already shaking his head. I don't think there's a gimme. All right, here we go. So next week is homecoming. The Badgers host Purdue. They get the bye week, and they host Maryland. Then they go to Iowa, go to Nebraska, and end the regular season hosting Minnesota. So again, Purdue at home, Maryland at home, at Kinnick, at Nebraska, home against Minnesota. Let's start with gross. Molly Brown, which of those games do you go yucky? Like yucky, they're not. Okay, so 
I think it's very difficult to say, yucky, they have no chance at winning that one. Because I don't think any of these ones are, they have no chance. But I will say the one that I think is going to be a gross game is going to be at Kinnick Stadium no in Iowa City. That's going to be an What's gonna ugly game. What's going to be the score game. of that game? Nine to six? <laughs> That's going to be a Thursday six. night football game. That one will be. It'll end up snowing that day, too, just to make it worse. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Mertzi, you seem to agree with Molly's sentiment there that, y- that you still think they have a chance in every game? Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Okay. I, I really do. And, and that's why I was, I was struggling. I, I think it's a great question to throw out there. Mm-hmm. I was struggling with the premise of it because I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, man, they should not get blown out in any of these games. And I don't take any of these as a uh, even even to feel like a decent favorite. I, I guess I just don't. The one that I, I would put on it as potentially really gross just from a I can't believe that happened is a loss at Nebraska. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a 10-point loss at Nebraska. I don't care what the score is, but... If it, Molly's been pretty consistent. That's the one I'd be worried about. She, she thinks Wisconsin's going to lose that game. She's I been did, saying that for a while. I just yeah. think Nebraska is generally a difficult place to go into, yeah. especially for the Badgers. Passionate fan base, for sure. Yeah, and like, I mean... They fired their head coach this year, yeah. too. So there's a lot of changes for both these teams, and I think that that's just not a great place to go into in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, I, I agree with Molly on the Iowa game. I think that's the gross game. I don't know that they necessarily lose. I just know it's going to be a nasty game. All right, what's the gimme, Molly Brown? Is there one game on that schedule where you're like, yeah, they win this game? Again, I don't think there's a gimme on this list. There's, I look at Purdue. Okay, that's homecoming for the Badgers, but it's still Purdue. They're a decent team. Yep. Maryland, yeah, going against Tua's brother. Like, I am not confident about any of these games. Iowa, like I just said, Nebraska, like we just said, and then Minnesota, I don't look at that and say, yep, that's a win. Not at all. I'm hopeful that it's a win, but uh, if I had to pick one of these on the list, Maryland? Maryland to gimme? Coming off the bye. I mean, that's that's the one Hope you're argument you yep. can make. Get healthy. Um, get some stuff together, maybe. Like you've had to do all of this on the fly mm-hmm. for the, since P- Paul got fired. Maybe you reset at that point. Get some different players in there. Get some different schemes in. But I'm with you. I'm you know I'm predict I'm projecting that the ball to get thrown around there a little bit. And I'm very wary after seeing that back end again today. Okay, so my game was a failure, but I'm actually happy it was. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why though. I, th- I think th- this tells us everything we need to know about the Wisconsin Badgers. We don't know a damn thing. We don't know who this team is. There's no identity, right? And obviously firing your head coach five games into the season will take away some of that identity. But you just don't really know what you're going to get on any average week with the Wisconsin Badgers. And I think that's what your answers to those questions just told me. Well, I also think it's just crazy too. like think back a couple months when we were all making predictions of what their record would be, who they're going to lose to this year. I think we all looked at Ohio State, of course, as a loss. Who else? We said, oh, maybe Northwestern because that's a difficult place to go in and play. And then maybe Michigan State. Yep. And they already have four losses. Shout out to Nakia Watson <laughs> and shout out to Jalen Berger, the former Badger. And Brett Bielema. And Brett Bielema. It's uh, the revenge tour. Mel, Mel Tucker is. as well, obviously. He played here. So, yeah. Uh, all, all, all former Badgers beating up on uh, their former 
team. It is a rough sight to see. I need a Coors Light. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day presented by Coors Light. When you need to refresh on game day, choose the beer that is as cold as the Rocky Mountains. Cold filtered, cold lagered, and cold packaged for peak refreshment. When the mountains are blue, Molly Brown, you know what to do. That is crush a Coors Light. I'm going to be doing that once we're done here. 2022 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Um, Alright, so we, we introduced a new segment this year. Uh, it's called The Drive of the Game. It's brought to you by our friends at Chalmers Jewelers. I've had to do this now four times in a loss. I don't know how to keep choosing drives of the game. And I will not be picking third and 12, if I can tell you that. <laughs> we'll, we'll do the drive of the game next. It's ESPN Wisconsin Co- College Game Day. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Wisconsin College game day rolling on with you across ESPN Wisconsin 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee 100.5 ESPN and Madison continuing the reaction to the 34 to 28 loss as the Badgers fall to Michigan State want to hear from you 844-770-3776 as we continue to take the pulse of Badgers fans they gonna lose out the rest of the way uh, maybe maybe yikes Purdue, Maryland, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota. Maybe. That is the schedule the rest of the way. Uh, Can you play that one more time for me, Hunter? Maybe. That is the title tones on a Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin commercial. And there is a lot of advice out there about upping the value of your home. Windows can be a major upgrade if you go with Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin's innovative premium products and customer service, which are absolutely unmatched by anyone else. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for up to 48 months. Mercy, how long is 48 months? Uh, that would be 40 years, sir. Let's try that again. <laughs> your microphone was not. Go ahead. I think it's on now. Four years. Good job. Nice nice math. Ding, ding, ding. No money down. No payments. No interest for four years, according to the mathematician, Reverend Adam Mertz, <laughs> who, who performed his 10th wedding yesterday, by the way. Anyway, PellaWI.com to set your free consultation. Ten weddings. Wow. Yeah, not all yesterday. <laughs> no, just one yesterday. I just did one I would yesterday. Hope not. Could you imagine doing more than one in a day? That's going to be exhausting. I know some. How long of a ceremony was it yesterday? Eh, tw- 15 to 20 <laughs> minutes. So pretty quick. Yeah. So I've done one wedding ever. Yeah. And I've told this story before, but um, I did it for some strangers. I had no idea who they were um, in a suburb, a, a deep country southern of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, the, country southern? Yeah, that's what you just said. I don't know what I'm talking about. I was going to be nice uh, the, and not correct. We know that. The, the woman had a, uh, a very odd neck tattoo. Nothing against neck tattoos. It was just an odd one. I don't really even know what it was. It was just like purple and blue. I, I don't know what it was. Um, uh, her, Back or her, front of the neck? Uh, like side, like a Yadi Molina. Yeah, like a Yadi Molina, but it was bigger <laughs> and more colorful. It was, it was something else. Okay. Um, the the uh, the groom in this in this scenario was missing some teeth and rocking like a five dollar polo from your nearest Shopco, which I guess still existed back then. Maybe. Are we going to um, back into how this uh, how you got into this situation? Sure. Okay. Yes, we, please. We, we can get there. Um, 
Well, so long story short is I got ordained kind of as a joke because you can do it in like five minutes online. And I was working in a newspaper uh, in Denmark, Wisconsin called the Denmark News, just south of Green Bay. Um, and I had told our office manager, a wonderful <laughs> sweet lady named Pam, um, who also worked for the town judge, the local judge. And he had agreed to do this wedding, um, but forgot he was standing up at his buddy's wedding the same day. So he had to back out like last minute, two weeks before the ceremony. Yep. And Pam remembers me bragging about getting ordained <laughs> so she says to me when i come into work one day hey i've got an opportunity for you and initially i was like no i don't know these people like i kind of just did it as a joke she goes alex you did something you have an opportunity to help people you're gonna do it love pam pam's the best <laughs> she's the best she gave me her, her, her a buffalo chicken dip recipe i'd love her for that um so anyway <laughs> That was so good and random. Um, yeah, so I, I agreed to do it. We did it at a park um, between two very big trees. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. And um, Set in the stage right they, they told me right before the ceremony began, they said, uh, we want this to go as fast as possible. Okay, I said, okay, I can do that. I showed them my script, essentially. Kind of the outline. I don't do things scripted typically. And um, they said, all right, what, and they said to me, what can we get rid of? And I said, well, this, this, and this. And uh, long story short, the ceremony lasted three and a half minutes. Whoa. Yeah. Did I that, think that has to be close to a world record. What did you get paid by the minute? Uh, Zero dollars. I did it for free. Oh, wow. I'm a good man, wow. Adam. I'm a good man. Wow. Some would say best man. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Speaking of best man, it's time to get to the Chalmers Jewelers Drive of the Game. It's the Drive of the Game. On ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The Badgers punctuating and pulling away. The Drive of the Game is brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers, helping guys score for more than 25 years. Yeah. Wonderful line, by the way. Helping guys score for more than 25 years. Uh, I defer to the real reverend at the table for today's drive of the game. Adam Ertz, the drive of the game for the Wisconsin Badgers in their 34-28 double overtime loss today is? Uh, that is definitely the the game-tying touchdown drive by the Badgers at the end of regulation, which I will confess I did not think was going to happen. Yep. I thought once Michigan State went up again, um, that that was going to be a 21-14. But um, key to that was obviously Isaac Carendo's very nice kickoff return back to the uh, 48-yard line. Really set him up nicely. A um, couple of cool things about that drive. The uh, Badgers overcame two straight false starts on their offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, nice nice end around by Skyler Bell. And close it out with that fourth down pass from Grand Mertz to Keontas Lewis in the back of the end zone. Yeah, that, was, that was his best ball of the day, I would argue. It's a great ball. It was a really well-thrown ball by Graham Mertz, which we did not have the opportunity to say a ton today, especially in overtime. My the- goodness. That throw, when I don't get that throw where there was just no one there. Luckily, that drive ended in a, in a touchdown to Chimray DK. See, that I one, don't understand that. That one to Lewis, uh, I think this is, what did I say before? What is that called? Uh... Uh, I don't know why you expect me to know what your brain is. We can't read your mind, it's Molly. Like, uh, recency bias. I don't even know if I'm using this in the correct way I like right this, now. Though. Where are we but going? That one to Lewis that was in the back of the end zone, I have literally almost zero faith in Graham Mertz at this point that I thought that he was just chucking that one to the stands. <laughs> it, I did not even think that Lewis was going to have a chance at catching that ball. That honestly might be one of Graham Mertz's best balls. 
ever. It was it was I mean, a very decisive not- throw. Um, went right over the drop. Uh, I can't remember if it was a D-back or a linebacker that was out there. I think it was D- that was a D-back. I mean, it was just a well-run play. It was well-executed by Kansas. Made a nice cut in the back of the end zone, found the soft spot. Yeah, it looked, looked so natural. And that was, was funny about the ball to nowhere yeah. um, was the way that Graham Mertz delivered that. He stepped up when you saw his like body language. Yeah. He's like, I got a guy wide open that I'm throwing to. And just kind of like nicely, you know, threw it, and then <laughs> camera pans over to two Michigan State guys I, fumbling I, over I each other for we, the ball. We all unanimously together, like we were an operetta, yelled expletives when we saw that there was just two Spartans standing there, <laughs> like it was a punt return, yeah, like just awaiting that ball. And somehow they didn't. Neither of them caught it. I don't know how. Um, I believe you called the safety an idiot on that play, Hunter. Ball. Yes, yeah. he had no business. <laughs> It's also so funny that you say that that might be one of Graham Mertz's best plays. I wish you could give me your top five Graham Mertz actual good plays. Can that I have are a memorable. week to yeah, like, give, give, yeah. give me a week. Yeah, next week. Yeah, we can work on that. Bring in your top five. You know what? Uh, I don't I, know you can, can include that, that one. So you just yeah. need four. Yeah. Exactly. How many? How many not from the Illinois game in his first? Or start? the Northwestern <laughs> game? Or the Northwestern? Eliminate game. both the games. He threw five TDs, and you might have three plays. I was going to say. So yeah. top three is really what we're actually yeah, exactly, looking for. Exactly. Exactly. CSPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Phone line's wide open if you need to uh, bucket dump, as we like to call it around here. 844-770-3776 is the phone number. I'm Alex Strofe, Molly Brown, Adam Mertz, Hunter Vaughn with you hanging out from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Max Meyerson holding it down for us at the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the brand new building. Uh, what is it called? Third Avenue Market Hall? I think they just call it the Avenue. The yeah, Avenue. The Avenue. Because then there's Third Street Market Hall, which is like a food court You've area. You've been there, Hunter. I've not yes. been there yet. Yes, Beautiful it is gorgeous. Well, Absolutely gorgeous. Well, thanks to Max for hanging out at a gorgeous facility. Well... Uh, yeah, it's real tough for Max over there. You know, it is a beautiful studio over there. And one of the great things, I work part of our sales team. Yeah. And that able to connect back to the rest of the PDS team. And that because of the awesome work that Smart Spaces did over in that office to get things set up. Yeah, Smart Spaces, it's a virtual world. And like it or not, your company has to navigate it. But that doesn't mean the journey has to be painful. What if your company space was smarter, technologically integrated, and able to perform beautifully across all virtual meeting environments? With Smart Spaces, that dream becomes a reality like Hunter just alluded to. Smart Spaces will get you the right technology for the right reasons. With a listen-first culture, they'll learn your business's needs and provide seamless solutions for your office. Improve your business today on their website, smartspaceswi.com. At smartspaceswi.com. A big thanks to them for all the wonderful work they've done with our team over at ESPN Milwaukee and uh, with Hunter Vaughn himself. Good job, Hunter. We will continue the reaction to the Badgers' loss as we wrap. Well, we've got two segments left. We're not wrapping up our coverage quite yet, but we do have to give out some game balls. We got to uh, give our final analysis. You should have seen Adam Mertz's face when I just said the term game balls. You should have seen his face. It's like I just punched him right in the groin. I mean, <laughs> Adam, what was that response, buddy? I gave the. Yeah. Blowing out, exhale, hey, deep exhale. Braylon Allen had two touchdowns, but he also had the game-losing fumble. Yeah. Oh, boy. We'll try to give out game balls next as ESPN Wisconsin College game day. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College game day. From L.A. to Piscataway, this is your college football scoreboard update, driven by Metro Ford of Madison. What is up, Wisconsin? I'm Hunter Vaughn. The Badgers fall to Michigan State 34-28 in double overtime. 
Also in the Big Ten, number 10 Penn State, they went over to Ann Arbor and they lost to number 5 Michigan 41-17. to Down in Champaign, Brett Bielema has the fighting Illini of Illinois at 6-1 on the year. The 24th-ranked Illini defeating Minnesota 26-14. And then Maryland, the only road team to win so far in the Big Ten this weekend, as they won 38-33 on the road at Indiana. Currently going on in the Big Ten, Purdue up 27-10 on Nebraska. That one with about five seconds left in the first half. Then in the top two games currently going on, number four Clemson, they're tied up on the road at Florida State, 14 apiece with inside two minutes left to go in that one. And then number 16 Mississippi State, they're up three to nothing on number 22 Kentucky, but Kentucky is driving. And then also number seven USC, 21 against number 20 Utah with only seven. Metro Ford of Madison, Madison's trusted Ford dealership. Learn more at MetroFordOfMadison.com. Pivot. We're not going to do game balls here because I want to have a conversation about the transfer portal. We were having a really fun conversation off air, and me being the guy I am, I want to bring it onto the air because I think there's a fascinating conversation to be had there. Hey, first though, uh, your scoreboard update brought to you by Metro Ford of Madison. That's Madison's trusted Ford dealership. You can find this month's specials and current inventory on their website, Metro Ford of Madison. Dot com. You can also visit them on the east side of Madison if you're in the area. That's MetroFordOfMadison.com. So, uh, Mertz, you were talking in the break a little bit about the transfer portal and how they should hit it hard, right, and, and how important it is to, to be out there. You used the term max exodus, and I responded essentially, you know, if, if Leonard is the head coach next year, which I think a lot of us still expect him to be, but they said they're going to do a full search, but if Leonard is the, the, the head coach, I expect there will be a lot more retention than if they are to go external. Um Regardless, though, uh, there is a clear talent gap, I think, in some of these games. I think you certainly saw it in the Ohio State game. You could probably debate you saw it in the Illinois game. I don't know that you saw it as much today, but Michigan State's also not Michigan State of years past, and, and neither is Wisconsin. But recruiting has to take a step up, and the transfer portal and name image likeness have changed what recruiting looks like. What is the like what approach as a fan would you like to see Wisconsin take this offseason? Because I know I know we can go unrealistic and say, hey, put ten million dollars aside to go get the top transfers, but that's not probably realistic. So where where do you say what would you like to see? If I if I you know if Chris McIntosh shits you down, Marcy, which I'm sure he does once a month, maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe t- once every two weeks. Right. As the official unofficial uncle of Marcy. Right. right. Um <laughs> Like what? What's your answer? If he says, "Mertz, what what would you like to see?" A guy that's been a supporter of this program for a long time. You know, it's this is a great question because it's so um, contrary to what Wisconsin football has been through the years. And I'm thinking back to like the days when JC was a pretty solid option, junior college, yeah. and that was the route where you got guys through before you could just move around freely. They'd send guys to junior college or you'd get washed through junior college after you washed out of a different program. And um, that uh, traditionally was something that even Wisconsin avoided um, in part because of the academic standards here. 
Like it's very difficult to bring someone in midstream in their college career and expect yeah. them to succeed in a University of Wisconsin classroom. It just is. No matter what major you try to, you know, yeah. soften the the course for people, but um, it's very difficult. And so I think that would require a big change in thinking. But the transfer portal, as you've seen, I mean, I thought they actually did pretty well. You look at some of the guys, Cantus Lewis came in and he's making an impact a lot too on defense like they've done okay with it they have but it's been a little bit disjointed maybe not as strategic in in their concerns i think you're i mean you're getting to the money question uh they're really pumping the tires on that varsity collective a lot i'm hearing radio commercials about it uh, more recently they realize that there's a money gap there between wisconsin and some of the bigger programs um i'm not I'm not thinking it's the 13 mil a year that yeah. Ryan Day wants at Ohio State where you're going to get, but you do have to come up with some kind of strategic, organized package about how you're going to reward these guys and try to interest them. My, my first thinking on it isn't even about the money, though. It's to our point before about the potential for losing out, and do guys start getting nervous? Do guys start thinking, this isn't a part of my program anymore? We talked off air about certain players who came in because Paul Christ was there, regardless of their feelings towards Jim Leonard, um, if they're just not feeling like this is a program going forward that has what it takes to compete and you're going to be kind of in a rebuilding situation, um, you know, do guys start bailing who don't have an emotional connection to the University of Wisconsin? I think the answer is yes. And we, we've used the overused term of the wild, wild west recently. But there yeah. was one part in your answer there, uh, Mercy, that really intrigued me, and that was the change of thinking. Do you feel like that's the direction the University of Wisconsin is headed, right? I mean, the change in thinking, you never see football coaches fired midseason. I mean, that, that has not happened as far as I'm aware, and it, it, it's been a very long time if it has. So is that – you think that's the direction they're, they're trending, right? We, you, you mentioned the varsity collective that's new, but it seems like they still haven't completely figured out what the use of that is. But it seems like they're starting to trend, maybe a little bit too late, but at least they're headed – that direction, do you think there is a change of thinking when it comes to recruitment and, and, and NIL? I still feel like at its core that this program is you draft and develop, that this is uh, recruiting guys who are maybe a little bit undersold um, across the you know across the spectrum of college football and developing them. Um, but but you have to have the, the ammunition to go in and plug in pieces where you need them. And it's probably in the playmaker spots. You know, a lot of the time you, you need to be able to go out and get someone in to fill some specific gap that you have because it's going to happen because you're going to get defections you're going to have injuries and if you don't have that structure in place um you're going to lose you're going to lose out yeah last thing before i get to molly brown on this uh what position group concerns you the most right now how's that for a question putting you on the spot i mean i mean probably probably running back okay like going forward probably running back because you need that at wisconsin i just feel like that's bread and butter you get braille in one more year if he decides to stay which I think is an interesting conversation we'll continue to have the next couple Saturdays. Um, Chesma Lucy likely gone after Wait, this year. when you say decides to stay, what are you hinting at? Uh, I'm hinting at the transfer portal. I, I'm not entirely convinced that Braylon Allen will be here next year. I mean, I think that we've talked about it before, but I think it depends on who they decide yes, who abs- their head coach sure. is. One million forward. percent. One yeah. million percent. Because like, like you've said, I mean, Jim Leonard was the guy that recruited Braylon Allen as a linebacker, so it's there's obviously ties to that. I think that Braylon Allen probably has a strong relationship. I mean, I would think we don't so. know. but I, I don't know exactly, but especially you know, given what he said the last few weeks about Jim Leonard, he has a ton of respect for him. So if he's the guy, and this is the point I continue to make with Jim Leonard, that's why I think he's the best option for the job, not only because I think I have so much respect for him as a coach, but 
the connection he has with these guys in the room already. It, it will just bring the retention rate to a whole other level than maybe like a Nebraska, for example, right? I don't even know who their interim room is, but I assume it's not going to be him. And when we talked to Adam right. Rittenberg a few weeks ago after he broke the news on Paul Christ, he said, you know, this is a really unique situation because when college programs fire their head coach midseason, rarely, if ever, is the interim the most likely guy to take that job, where that is the case here. For right? sure. Jim Leonard yep. is the number one option for this job as it stands right now. So, yes, it helps a ton with retention, Molly, to your point, but if they go external, which I think there is still a chance they do, right? We talked, there's a realistic possibility Wisconsin drops their next five games. There's also a realistic possibility they can win all five. But because we don't really know what this team is through seven yeah. games. If Jim Leonard goes 0 5, 0 6 in his last six games, I'm not fully convinced it is his job. I think then all of a sudden Lance Leipold becomes a really spicy, uh, you know, name in, in, in out there. And I mean, there's a ton of other ones, right? Like, uh, Matt Rule, who just got fired from the Carolina Panthers, is an interesting name in the college field now. So I, um, I don't know, t- t- but t- t- back to the point. If it's not Jim Leonard, I'm not convinced Braylon Allen's here. I don't know if I'm totally convinced Graham Mertz is here. Yeah, I-, I think there's plenty of other names we could throw out there that I'm not convinced they stay at Wisconsin because of the trajectory of the program. I mean, I think also, though, for Braylon Allen, you got to remember, Wisconsin is running back university. Like, uh, No matter who his coach is, I mean, I guess we don't know, but assuming like they're going to stick with if you have a good running back like Braylon Allen is like you're not going to totally deviate from that. And how many schools would there be potential availability for him at that they would give him that many opportunities? I'll say at this. Wisconsin I think Braylon Allen can play anywhere. I, I really do. I, I think if Alabama called, he's starting or he's their number two option. Clemson, Georgia. Right, like I think there are many college programs that would kill for a guy like Braylon Allen, but I might be overvaluing him. But then, Molly, the issue too is that Braylon Allen goes somewhere else. It's better for him because then he's not going to get the ball thirty-five, close True. to forty times a game. So he'll actually have legs going into the NFL. Then he's got because one year left. Right? he's yeah. going to the NFL after next year. Yeah, that's for a, sure. that's a home run gimme, assuming he stays healthy. Very true, and I think that goes back to your point of being concerned about the run home behind him because. Number one, I mean, like Aaron Rodgers says, I don't want to manifest it, but he could potentially... What happens when Braylon Allen gets hurt this season? Then what? Your workhorse on offense is out. And then moving forward in years ahead, like you do need to plan for Braylon Allen potentially leaving next year, assuming he will. Yeah, and the continuity they've had at that position for so many years is is unheard of, right? I mean, you go from great back to great back to great back to great back. You have a little buffer, I guess, between like the Melvin Gordon, uh, James White era, but then you get JT and then you go right into Braylon. I mean, it's an unbelievable continuity that this running back room has had for the last I don't know, 20 years? Is that safe to say? The amount of similarities between the Badgers and the Green Bay Packers I mean, Packers not at running back. Your brain is so weird. But it is. It's the same thing with the quarterbacks for the Packers. Like, Wisconsin fans don't realize how lucky they are with running backs. Because when Braylon Allen is gone, I mean, who, who's going to step up behind him? What year is Garindo? Malusi, yeah, how much a, does he have left? He's a junior. Malusi, I think, is done after this year. Right. He Maybe he has a COVID year. Yeah. Um, and he got hurt, and he might be out for the season. So maybe if he does have a COVID year, he'd be back. Right. But he's not Braylon Allen. I'll uh, tell you that I, much. I agree with that. Talking no improvement behind him, and and you know, I was thinking about this before when you asked which position group I'm most worried about. I mean, obviously quarterback is an area of concern, yeah. mm-hmm. but I do feel what like, about O line? Um, 
It's worrisome. I, I, they didn't look good. They, they didn't look good. I <laughs> guess I guess I'm not freaking out about that quite yet. Okay. I feel like uh, that. I think there's some development needs to go on there. There was some mix and matching going on today that they, they just haven't been able to put guys out there consistently yeah. and have some flow to it. So I'm, I'm not going to freak out about that yet. But I also feel like at the quarterback position that – you look at you know guys like uh, um, Cam Ward. It was that current incarnate word? There's going to be guys in lower divisions looking for opportunities. I feel like you'd be able to get a quarterback. The running back concerns me more just because of you need horses at Wisconsin. You need more than one. You need this stable of guys, and I don't see it right now in the depth. Um, behind behind the three that you were trotting out there this year. And also, if you think that Jim Leonard is potentially going to be the head coach next year, how much is he going to deviate from the system that they already have in place on offense? Like, that's not going to be his call, no, is it? Right. No, you're yeah. right. Uh, I mean, if, if he is, is Bobby Ingram still? I mean, there's a lot of question yeah. marks, yeah. obviously, going into next year. But uncharted territory. It's been fascinating to cover it all year long. Uh, we got to give you our final thoughts, give out game balls. That's all coming up next as the Badgers fall 34-28 to in double overtime to Michigan State. We'll wrap up our coverage next at CS. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Post game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Iron Jock believes it's what's inside that matters. 99% of odor causing bacteria are eliminated with the advanced performance gear and apparel that Iron Jock designed from the inside out. Using state-of-the-art indoor technology. Love it or send it back. No questions asked. Use code ESPN20 for 20% off your order at ironjock.com. I-R-O-N-J-O-C.com. Iron Jock. It's what's inside that matters. Wrap it up. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Alex Strofe alongside Reverend Adam Mertz and Molly Brown. It is time now. <laughs> the Reverend. The Reverend. <laughs> the Rev. Ten weddings under your belt. That's impressive. Uh, time now to give out our game balls. Who outshined the rest? Time for the guys to give out their game balls. The guys. Molly Brown. The guys and the girl. Yeah, right. Let's go. No kidding. We might have to change that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to change that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Molly, Update for the times. Uh, I'm going to give my game ball to former Badger Mel Tucker. I know that's awful giving it to a guy on Spartans, but he broke his four-game losing streak yeah. to the Badgers. I, I guess he outcoached our team. Can I would we say, say that? Yeah, I would say so. A uh, little bit. Not like a massive. Not massive, but, but came from behind and won. And, and his seat cooled down a little bit, which yeah. is, I think, the most important part. You like seeing former Badgers succeed. Uh, I mean, you, I, not really. Not today. But yeah. Not today. But <laughs> any other day, you like seeing Mel Tucker succeed. So his seat cools down a little bit. Mertzi, your game ball. Yeah, that, w- that would have been my first pick um, <laughs> for sure. But we talked about this off air a little bit. I mean... I, I got to give it to Jaden Reed. Um, yeah, unfortunately, he it, this this was a game about uh, making plays at the right time, and he did, and he exposed yeah. the weakest part of the Badgers' defense. And it's not going to be a fun film room tomorrow for a few players. No, it will not be. Um, it should be pretty fun, though, for Chim Raidike, who uh, another week this week, really solid game. Four catches, 45 yards, and, and that touchdown in overtime. Um, I'm impressed with him. Uh, good blocking skills as well. I, I think you might not pick that up, but you know, I think there was a few plays tonight where I was like, oh, he laid a good block there. Um, I don't know if that's a whole game thing, but if I'm noticing it on, on one watch through, I think anybody can pick up that Chim DK has significantly improved from a year ago. So uh, really impressed with Chim uh, again this week, and he had that crucial touchdown in overtime that kept the Badgers in that one, brought it to double overtime. So that's where my game ball will go. we got about a minute left, so Mercy, I'll give you the floor. Final thoughts, final takeaways, as the Badgers fall 34-28 to in double overtime. I mean, it's disappointing. 
um, not unexpected, but it's disappointing because you really did think with how mediocre slash wide open the Big Ten West is that maybe there's a chance that the batters could run the table and come home with a Big Ten West title. Um, just like last year, it's probably better to avoid Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game and just realize that this program is not capable of measuring up against that team at this point. But what you don't want to see is for things to unravel over these last five games. You, I like This team was in it today. This team played hard again. This did not feel like the Illinois loss. No, it didn't. I'm not, I'm not uh, up in arms over anything that happened today other than the fact that um, they better realize that they're going to be in a dogfight the rest of the way there are no gimmies and this team has to start making some plays at the right times and and just get some separation get the man a headset get him on the sidelines well we'll have him in a headset for espn wisconsin college game day before purdue next week as uh the badgers return home for homecoming <laughs> badgers purdue next saturday this has been espn wisconsin college game day